Welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Switch podcast, where we dig deep into Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you besides. We're going to unwrap kingdom culture, kingdom benefits, and therefore kingdom lifestyle. I'm Trish Jones, and with me is Susan Fleming Speesman. And just to say, it's all good. Just a quick heads up if you've landed on this episode of the Kingdom Switch podcast and you have not listened to part one, this is part two of a three-part topic on the lies that we believe about sin, forgiveness and sanctification. You definitely want to go listen to part one so that you hear Susan break down the definitions pre-cross and post-cross of forgiveness Of course, I'm biased, but I would say it's not to be missed. So go watch it now. Interestingly, I found this one that I just wanted to share. But again, in Matthew, in Matthew 8, where, what is it? 22, Matthew 8, 22, where he says, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. The word forgiveness isn't even there. But that same word, ephemi, or ephemi, I'm not sure how you say it, got translated there as let. Not forgive. Okay. So follow me and let the dead bury their dead is the same word that he used when he said, forgive us our debts. So to give you some context there of what he's saying of let it go, let, leave it, leave that to them, right? Does that make sense or no? I I see what you're saying with regards to the word forgiveness, let the Mm -hmm. dead bury their dead, but why in the context of the dead bury their dead? I'm not sure the question you're the, <laughs> Sorry, so I'm trying to get context. I should have looked at Matthew 6, 20, Matthew 8. What was the context of him telling them? I've forgotten. Let the Because yeah, when the disciples, I suppose when the, one of the disciples said, let me go and bury my father first. There was a man. Yes, I don't believe it was one of the disciples. I'll, I need to look it up too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll look it up and see. I didn't put the whole verse in there. So he does use the word disciple there. So previously in verse 21, he says, another one of the disciples said to him. And so he's not talking about one of the 12. He's right. talking about okay. one that's in the group that's following him. Okay. Right? So somebody unnamed right? One of the other people following him said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. And we often read that so harshly, right? Yeah. But he's basically, he's saying, let them do what they do. We are not, our mission is not in the natural. Our mission is in the spirit. Jesus is going after the spiritual. He's trying to teach them things of the Spirit, teaching them to be eternally minded. And so he's basically saying to the guy, you're too focused here. You're too focused here in the natural. Okay. Okay. I get so, it now. So I let the, ba- right, he's telling, because again, the definition there of the word is to let go. Yes. Yeah. To, to keep yeah. no longer. Yeah. And he's saying, let them do what they do. Yeah. But, he's but if not, you really, yeah, go, go on, go for it. Go, no, I was going to say, but if you really want to follow me, then put your eyes on the on me. We've got to have our eyes fixed on 
the things of God, yeah. not the natural, the physical, the things that are happening in our circumstances, yeah. right? Yeah. So. I, what I was going to say, Susan, I have no doubt that there's probably more to that than we even understand. As yeah. To, Jesus said that because I cannot imagine that Jesus would just say, no, don't go to your father's funeral. I, yeah. there, there was probably much more to it, but it's like the woman with the, when she asked for her child to be healed and mm -hmm. the interpretation was effectively that Jesus called her a dog. Mm. And yet he didn't because another interpretation says, she says, even the pups eat the crumbs from under the table. And then with that, Jesus like goes, whoa, this lady, this lady, yeah. she's got it. She understands. So in essence, because the Jews and the, what was she? What was the woman? Anyway, they didn't get on. The two mm -hmm. factions, as it were, they didn't get on. And yeah. what Jesus, the, the, the Jews consider, come on, just right on the tip of my tongue, like I would say, <laughs> but the Jews considered them dogs. Yeah. The Samaritans. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, the Samaritans. Yeah. Yeah. Considered them, that they, they were lower class effectively. He was using the cultural element to explain mm. something to her. And she's like, yeah. hey, no. Are you using my culture? Right? Um, I'm stepping out of my culture now and I'm saying I'm coming into your culture. Mm. Because even mm. the pups lick yeah. the pups from the floor. And yeah. Jesus basically says, you know what? I've got no choice because you've stepped into my realm. You understand me. Go. Your daughter is healed. That's yeah. paraphrasing, by the way. So King James people don't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But he, he, again, just the way that I know we've talked about this before, but Jesus, you know, talking with stories and parables and just making it yeah. relatable to the culture, to things yeah. that they would look around and see every day. And that's yeah. why we get it wrong so often, Susan, because mm -hmm. we try to take the culture of what Jesus was talking about back then and we try to yeah. fit it into our culture that has been twisted and turned and changed so much over the years. And so we look at the way we've been raised and what we believe based on where we live. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just for those listening, I say a few things to Susan sometimes and she doesn't understand me. Susan, you say to me, you said something the other day. What does that mean? I've got used to the Americans now. Most of what you say now, I understand. But yeah. I'm telling you, when I first started doing coaching and I signed up to a coaching school that was in America, I, it was like you guys were speaking a foreign language. Oh, and yeah. then one day she's talking about leisure time. And I'm like, why would you want to work, walk around with this disease? <laughs> 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 I was thinking, what's so fun about having the disease on you? And then I realized that for us, we call it leisure time. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, the different terminology. But if I yeah. try to say that everything is right in accordance with my culture, I mean, I'm mm. in trouble anyway because my parents are from Jamaica. So, oh my gosh, I'm dual heritage. So, which one's right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. As you say, that Jesus was using what they would have understood back in those days to explain something, yeah. a parable or yeah. whatever. And then we take the literal element of it and try and take that and fit it into 
into our culture, into our church life, into our relationship with Jesus and then totally mess it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that, that bigger, the bigger context, we have to look at the bigger context. And even there, and like we were talking about in Matthew 8, and you were asking me about the context, and he's basically telling them, this is how hard it's going to be. He's going through, that's the section where he's going through the foxes have holes and this and that, and the the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Yeah, And people take that out of context as well. So I wasn't going to mention it, but... (laughs) But there's the... <laughs> he didn't even the have context. a pet to live Yeah. No, the context of it is he's telling them, you've got to leave everything. Mm-hmm. And so within that context, it the same word gets translated as let or leave instead of forgiveness. It's funny though, they That's, don't... Sorry, go on, Susan. Go on. Say, so that does help it make more sense when you're looking at the context of it, why this... The same word that Jesus used is translated to two different English words. Right. I was going to say it's interesting that nobody tries to hold on to it when Paul talks about being dead to self. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So I pick and choose. I don't fancy being dead today. But yeah, if I want to pick pick on those that Jesus didn't. I remember somebody saying one day and I just looked at the person and laughed and I thought, I can't even answer you. Oh, so-and-so has been meeting in a hotel every week and having church services. Oh, Jesus didn't even have a house to live in. And there they are living in it, having meetings in the hotel. And I just... <laughs> yeah. I just had to shake my head and I just thought, no, sometimes when it's just worse, you just bite your lip, even if you've got to bite hard till it bleeds. That was one of those lip biting moments, just bite till it bleeds. Shut up. So Susan, you've got uh, something here where you're talking about the Last Supper and like from what I'm looking at, you're going to explain how Jesus Mm -hmm. changed the definition of forgiveness. Is that what you're going to do? I'm going to leave you to it. Yeah. So he started at the Last Supper. And then post-cross, he uses a different word for forgiveness after that. And it just makes me wonder. I was thinking about this. Did the disciples get it? Would it have been so obvious to them that, oh, wait, he used a different, he just said something different there. Would their ears have perked up and gone, oh, wow. Yeah. I don't really get it yet, but this must be significant because he used a different word, yeah. you know? Mm. So I just, I don't know, just fun yeah. thought there that I had about, you know, did it get their attention? But mm. It probably hit them later on. Yeah. And of course, they were upset when he died. Like all those things that we thought, again, all those things we thought was going to happen. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. could he have lied to us? I can't mm. believe he could have lied to us. Yeah. And but what does yeah. he say? He actually tells them the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of the things that you've forgotten. Yeah. So that's another reason people to pick up your Bible and read it yeah. and ask God to give you an understanding of it with a, with an open heart rather than having a heart of stone because mm-hmm. at some stage in the future you might be reading something now and think I don't understand it and then God could just speak to you the Holy Spirit just says mm-hmm. this is what this means. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I've had so many of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you read, when you first start reading the Bible, it's yes, yeah, like your eyes are closed to it almost. Yeah. It's 
Yeah. And then once you get, he gives you a revelation of something and then you're like, Ooh, that's exciting. Let me find something else. And it becomes like this treasure hunt. So good. And I don't know about you, Susan, Mm -hmm. but when we, I became born again at 13, but as I said to you yesterday, I had been going to church since I was young. None of my family were Christians, by the way. We just had to go to church. Simple as that. We just had to go to Sunday school. But Mm -hmm. um, do you not find that every single time you get to a different level of understanding, it's almost like you could read from Genesis to Revelation and you see things totally differently to the way that you'd seen them before. And this for us is what's happening with a Mm -hmm. subject that we're talking about right now. That I used to get, oh my gosh, Susan, I used to get so hung up on sin that if I heard thunder in the middle of the night, I would think Jesus is coming back and I'm going to be left behind. That's how fearful I would be. I came home from school one day and nobody was in the house and I was running around the house trying to find everybody looking outside. I thought I'd been left behind. I was so consumed Mm. with I must be doing something wrong and then get to the end of the evening and almost have a sheet of paper with a tick box on. Did you do this right today? Did you do that? Not all of it. But for some people who get Alzheimer's and my yeah. goodness, we go mad. Yeah. I have no intentions of dying with Alzheimer's or dementia, but that stuff will make you go mad because it is a hardness dementia. It's a spiritual thing and it's hardness of heart. Yeah. I don't want to be yeah. there. It's the poison of religion. Yeah. That's manifesting in the body. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So sorry, Susan, I cut yeah. you off and I apologize. Go for it because I, uh, this is new to me. I'm learning. I'm the student here today. <laughs> yeah. So at the Last Supper, we see in Matthew 26, Jesus says, For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. And the word that he uses there is a thesis. So the definition of that is release from bondage or imprisonment, remission of penalty, or forgiveness of sin, letting them go as if they've never been committed. Wow. And now we can't mention that without, is it Isaiah? I was going to say 53, that Jesus reads out in the book of Luke. 61, I think. 61? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. 60 or 61? I was thinking it was. Was it 63? Why do I think there's a three after it? But just hearing the difference yeah, between the two, yes. between the definitions of the two words, yeah, yeah, it feels completely different to say to right. So one, remember the first one was to send away, divorce, oh. let go, and this one is release from bondage. Yeah, our forgiveness was him giving us freedom. Yeah. Which is where we started that the that your sin is not recorded in heaven. God doesn't remember it because he's forgiven it. He has ephesus it. <laughs> and he's dropped. He has let it go. His forgiveness. 
Yeah, let it go as if it never happened. Yeah. Were you looking up Isaiah? I am. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to read it from King James. Okay. We can do an interpretation after for those who don't understand King James. So I'm reading from verse 1, and I'm going to go down to verse 4. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint to them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old wastes, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. Hmm. My gosh, right? The minute you, <laughs> that scripture right there, that Jesus actually read in the temple, he was saying, this was why I came. This is why I came to release you from prison, to release you from the religious mindset that the Pharisees and the scribes have given you, to show you that I have a way that they don't understand. And it literally is going to bust open the prison mm -hmm. doors because I have forgiven you. Wow. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what it says in, I have got my Amplified Bible here now, but what does verse 4 say? of In the Amplified? In the Amplified, yeah. Sorry, I can't get too fast enough. They shall rebuild the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations and renew the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. There you go. So it does, yeah. it does still mention about the generations. And where he wasn't just talking about buildings there. He's talking about how people have been ruined through religion, through things that was never meant to be, was not of God in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Mine even says, back in verse 1, it says, He sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives. In the opening of the prison of the eyes to those who are bound. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And yet we read that scripture often. We read what Jesus says to them in the temple and we still go around creating bondage, mm. putting people in bondage, mm. highlighting their sins every opportunity we get let's talk about sin mm -hmm. let's talk about what you didn't do what you did do that you shouldn't have done yeah mm. and yeah. going back to what you were saying susan it's why we beg god because we don't know what we have yeah we don't understand that he doesn't remember yeah like he he sees us as he created us to be yeah in the fullness of who we are right now. That's what he sees when he looks at mm -hmm. us. We're looking, again, we're looking in the natural. 
We're looking at our circumstances. We're looking at what I did or didn't do today. And he's like, I don't care about it. And it's not that he doesn't care, but he just, he doesn't see it. Yeah, It's not there when he looks at you. He sees you as you were created to be. And every opportunity he gets, he's wooing all the time, just like you said, that he said to them in the garden, where are you? Mm -hmm. He is looking at what we're doing wrong. And he is thinking, I just want you to come to me because I've got the answer to that. You don't need to steal that. You don't need to have a neighbor's husband. You don't need to go and kill somebody because they've offended you. Come to me because I have everything that you need and everything that you want is in me. Mm. Mm. I mean, people just got to think about how they feel when their child goes off and does something wrong. Yeah. The average person yeah, doesn't kill their kid. And that's something that didn't, I didn't really get love until I had a kid. Wow. Until you have your own, yeah. because... Of course, my parents would tell me they love me, but I didn't, I guess on some degree, I didn't really believe it. Right. Just like they would say, oh, God loves you. Well, I was filtering that through their love, which is imperfect. Well, that's it, folks. This is the end of part two of this three-part episode, as it were, that we are covering the topic of the lies that we believe about sin, forgiveness and sanctification. We're so grateful that you have stayed with us till now. And we look forward to you coming back and listening to the final part of this particular topic. Ciao for now.